created to have some fun together sharing and singing. So join and enjoy. Our love for opera brings us together. Thanks for being with us in this trip. Hi, hi, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us for another program. Uh, as I may, I may remind you that uh, last week we finished our first season. Today we are having what we would like to call it a second season, mainly because we are changing now the main subject that we are addressing every week. In this second season, we will be uh, talking and sharing with you. And let me put the screen off because you're already seeing what we are going to be sharing today. Uh, we will be sharing with you the most famous areas of the opera repertory. And as you may have realized based on the title of this program, we are opening the most famous areas uh, with not an area, but duets. <laughs> Just, just, to, just to demonstrate how much we can adhere to. It is, it is our program, so we can so, yeah, yeah. handle it. Uh, you, you may have realized if a, if a tenor or a soprano can cut pieces of their areas, why wouldn't we add duets instead of arias, right? And of course, we are opening with the multi-famous, known by almost everybody, song at some point in individual pieces or duets or fortunate um, many singers have songs they complete opera of course we are talking of La Traviata and uh, before I say anything else because you have already noticed that I can keep speaking, can, can skip, uh, keep speaking for hours <laughs> let, let me have Katya share with us Before we jump into the first number, share with us what is it that comes to her mind when she thinks of La Traviata. She has already shared with us in the past that she, uh, one of the first things she tried to sing when she was very, 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 very little, a young girl, it was in fact La Traviata. But what else comes to your mind when you think of this hyper famous, most represented opera in the world? Well, you stole my words and I hate you because of that. Yeah, it's one of the most uh, represented and performed operas in, in all the world since 1853, the year it was um, premiered. And uh, I, I have to say that for me, it is a very special opera for the reason that you just mentioned. But I think that is... Uh, full of beautiful music. I have to confess that some operas are like uh, music, boring, boring, interesting, oh, a lovely aria, a lovely duet, um, boring music. But I think that Verdi wrote uh, beautiful music for for every single piece of this puzzle named La Traviata. And uh, uh, before, really, really, really this time, before we jump into the first duet that we would like to share with you, uh, there is one thing that I would like to, to mention every time I recall some of the opera titles, and it is the case of La Traviata. Uh, some of you may be aware that La Traviata in, Ital in Italian, of course, means something, some sort in English, 
Uh, I'm not sure of the translation. In, in Spanish, it is la extraviada, but la extraviada in Spanish doesn't really mean anything. So I was telling you that I would like to remind everybody that now we are recording in the year 2022. And despite being over, and, uh, over 150 years after the composition of this opera, people are still afraid of calling La Traviata, uh, Violeta Valery, as you may know, the, the name of the character, are afraid of calling her for what she is. And uh, forgive me if you, have, uh, if you have chased ears, but La Traviata, what actually means is that she was a prostitute. A prostitute, a high-end prostitute, if you wish, who would deal with, uh, who, who would be part of the, or have as customers, as clients, la bourgeoisie of those years in Paris, but in fact, that's what she does. And uh, the, the interesting part here, uh, I, I will not give full detail of La Traviata, but I think it is important because that's how it actually opens. Uh, it does not tell us the story of a woman who falls in love with so many people, of which is inferred in the first act and throughout the whole opera. But the whole opera is about a woman who at the end deserves to find the true love. And that true love is Alfredo. That, for some tenors, like to sing it, It is not. It is not a very complex character for a tenor. I mean, Verdi puts everything into Violeta's role, so she's the one who who changes and who suffers throughout the whole opera. But before we jump into the into that suffering, let's go now. And I am putting on the screen the score uh, the score sheet of the hyper famous Libiam Libiamo Nellietti Calici. Which I was telling Katia in Spanish that no, nobody speaks that. No, nobody even translated into Spanish. Nobody speaks like that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, God. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the, the best way to translate it is let's just get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're having a party. So it's like pretty logical. Let's drink and let's cheers for anything, any reason. And it is also said that Violeta Valeris, La Traviata's Paris, were very famous in the Paris of those days. People would spend the whole night there. So just imagine how interesting those Paris used to be, which you see later on, on another act. I am not going to tell you anything else, but let's go back to that. So we are in the middle of a Paris. Of course, it is, Violeta is there. Alfredo is there. So he has the opportunity of approaching to the woman she saw and fully fell in love for her. Uh, you know, operas, well, the tenor always falls in love for the soprano. Well, nobody's perfect, you know, <laughs> that's the way it is. But it, it is very interesting because in this, in this act, La Traviata or Violeta Valerie is seeing what she does every day. She's with someone, she's having a party at her uh, home with many guests happens to run into this very young guy that somehow touches her heart. This, uh, this duet, Liviam, Liviam, Onelietti, Calici, so let's drink from this, uh, uh, this is not a glass of water, a uh, glass of wine, but we're not specified what kind of wine, maybe we don't want to know. <laughs> but uh, 
you may be very familiar with the uh, with introductory notes because when people uh, listen to it in the concerts, they immediately go like, <sighs> or if it is the opera, as soon as they listen to the first notes of this introduction, which, by the way, we improvised a couple of programs in the past, which was very funny, not, not very good in artistic <laughs> result, but, but we enjoyed it. And in fact, that's what this... Uh, This uh, this duet is inviting us to have fun, fun, fun. And so, as I will start to play in the background, just the intro, uh, this this melody. Uh, what, what are your first thoughts around this Brindisi de la Traviata? I'm afraid that I can follow your sound because you are pretty far away from here and it's delayed. Yeah. It will happen. I'm not singing. I'm just putting it on in the background as you speak. Oh, great. <laughs> Much better, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as I was just saying, this, as, as you know, this, this melody uh, makes you also like one of dance. So even if you realized... I didn't have the impostation in the voice and just with a natural spoken voice you can have the melody. But let's let's take a look at the at the lyrics. It says so I would like to call I will not uh, uh, give much details of or I would say technical technical details on the score because I know that many many people who are watching us are not familiar with reading music, so I will try to keep it as simple as I can. If you see, if you if you have already noticed, there is a small expression here that says congrazia, and then it says leggerissimo, which means that this part has to be sung graciously, Uh, not not with all the voice, but leggero and with grazia, and that makes complete sense. I mean, you're in the middle of a party, so you will not be singing it as you are deep serious. Even if you are in love with her, you you may even take the chance of using your your uh, your own glass of wine to maybe go and flirt with uh, with Violetta, right? That's what you usually see on the stage. So you go like, Livia, mo Livia, mo nelietica, li la bellezza in fiora. By the way, those uh, that that small passage is usually something the tenor usually messes up with. <laughs> In, in the interest of pursuing volume, so the, the small notes over there, the chacaturas and all those things there, are usually omitted. But people really doesn't care. People are just expecting to have fun with that duet. So who cares if the tenor sang all the notes if, or if he omitted half of them? Truth is, nobody really cares, right? 
Then he goes for da, 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 que in Fiora, I would, I would tell you that even though we could translate the whole content of uh, or the lyrics of the duet, I think it is not necessary because the duet, from my perspective, is just an excuse to have fun. It's just a way to settle the environment. There is no actual content that really needs to be translated because it will have meaning later on the opera. So I think that the best thing to do it is just to go for the words, go for the melody and enjoy it, unless uh, Katya thinks differently. <laughs> you agree <laughs> with those thoughts of mine? I agree. I think that the most important uh, part of this piece of music, of this duet, it is the music. Uh, I think that the music speaks for itself. So we we use the text and it, it has a function, of course, but we are just introducing Alfredo, Violeta, the love that Alfredo feels for her and they're having fun. So I don't think that there is not a bigger complication in this sense. I like the word. There is not a big complication in here. So he goes like, uh, uh, Here I would I would like to mention something. So even though we said don't do not pay too much attention to the to the words, there, this expression here really just give us a small hint uh, when he says "Liviane dolci fremiti che suscita l'amore," meaning that he has he, he somehow or that drinking somehow makes you easier to find love. Many people can tell you stories of the of the night they went out with friends and fell in love with someone, which at a later date you would call them. No, you were just drunk. <laughs> That one was not how you were drunk. So, but it's not the case in this point because I have to mention that Alfredo has been taking care um, for Violeta the last year. She's been sick and he's been asking how is she going. So it's not that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and you just spoiled the story because I was about to say that. Uh, and now I will spoil the whole, the complete story <laughs> because because it is true for Violeta at least at this point he's just a guy another guy who falls in love for her but for Alfredo it is very different as Katia just mentioned he cared for her from the very first time he saw her so he's been in love you know this suffering of love throughout the whole year and this is the final time he has a chance of meeting her so at the beginning at least in, in this duet there is a it is not balanced alfredo is very very interested in her and for violeta ah, alfredo is just somebody else the things are about to change but <laughs> Let, let's not share that still so uh, this is the expression que suscita l'amore. Poiché quello che ho al cuore onipotente va. 
And here is where he ends his uh, first uh, part. Libiamo amore, amore fra i coli, ci più coli baci avrò. And there, here is where the very, 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 very famous choir starts. And this is the part where people in, in the choir usually clap, right? They, they are usually like... Of course, much nicer than I just did. <laughs> but that after the, inter the first intervention of the tenor, then comes the choir, people clapping, usually, and then comes la soprano. And with an expression on the score sheet that says salsa, <laughs> you can start showing us what comes uh, with your part. Sure, sure. <laughs> Again, final part of the duet for the two voices to go for a high note and right a, right after that usually the public goes mad insanely mad and clapping <laughs> and, ah! we, we need to confess or we need to share that in fact it is not a difficult duet at least from the from a technical perspective of difficulty in high notes elaborations ornaments or passages in the voice uh, unless you tell me differently at least for the tenor it is not a difficult part to sing now a piece of cake 
one, one can sing it even if, if one is sick because if you don't feel like singing it you can always have people to join you and clap while you are resting so you most of the times yeah. you can easily get away with it yeah it is a pretty pretty kind uh, do it yeah you know that if you are adding it to your concert your or residual or whatever for sure people will clap we know that And as I was it is popular, it is melodic, it is famous, so it has everything to win. Yeah, that, that's one of the numbers, just as Omio Babino Caro, where you know that you will sing it and you will get away with it. Yeah, Cuando Menbo. Cuando Menbo, yeah, people want to <laughs> listen to Cuando Menbo as well, or many of the others that we will bring to this cycle. And let me just share a couple of final thoughts on this duet. As you as you may have realized, the, the two of them just having fun. Ta -da -da, ta -da 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 -da. No more things to explain. But I was telling you that this is the first act where Violeta is singing all the time. Well, she keeps singing high notes throughout because you know sopranos can't <laughs> help it. They need to sing high notes all the time. But <laughs> This is the only act where she's actually happy. Things will go, go to hell in the following acts. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because okay. if, if, if you look at the, of the libretto, the libretto is very cruel. After this, yeah. the, uh, uh, well, of course, you wrap up with the Sempre Libera, where you show off that you can have your high note there. And if you're a soprano and you don't sing it, people feel like they shouldn't have paid for the ticket. So even That's if right. it's not written, people are expecting that note. So it's already part of it. Yeah. So and that's the, the last happy moment that the soprano has on stage. We are not giving much, many more details because this is not a program on La Traviata. I'm just sharing this because you will see how we are jumping from a very happy duet and as we're landing now in the third act there is another duet that is not as famous as the Libyam Libyam but it also has its place there and if you ask me in fact if I had to choose between the two I would choose Parigi Okara What about you? Oh, I I don't know, but if if we think only about the the emotional sense, the content and the drama, uh, of course that party Giocara has has to win, because like we were uh, talking about um, Liviamo, it is it is about having fun. Um, if we analyze what Violeta is uh, singing about, I'm gonna um, share my happy time and my happy life with all of you. And I'm not worried about anything and I have it all, I have money, I'm, I'm beautiful, I'm famous. Well, she's a prostitute, but she's not very worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be sincere, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but in this point, she finally 
oh, I hope I'm not making a um, spoiler again, but she's finally meeting again with the love of her life and and she's about to something. <laughs> so uh, it, it hurts, it hurts to sing it, at least for me. Yeah, uh, the, the emotional commitment for Parigi Okara, if you, uh, and the, the reason why we are mentioning uh, when they happen throughout the whole opera is because something that singers have done is that when they choose the numbers for the recitals, it for the for the for the audience, if they are not familiar with the operas, they they are part two. They just think that they are like pieces, you know, like at this point I'm happy, at this point I'm sad, at this point I'm brave, at this point I'm afraid. But there's an there's an evolution of the character, and this is what we are talking about. We have the evolution of we have had Violetta happy, famous, with money, young, beautiful, everything. And now that we are landing on the third act, she's not old, because in, in fact, I can spoil it now, she's about to die and she will die very young. But before this duet, she has already confronted that all her beauty is gone. If you're familiar with that aria, it is Adio del Passato, in where she's we are posting more content in our profile and coffee. You can find us there as Opera We Love Singing. All in one word. So, go to coffee. K as in key, O as in opera, dash, F as in food, and I as in ice. We love to see you there.